From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the special police team investigating the Itaewon crowd crush requests arrest warrants for four senior officers, including the head of the Yongsan police station at the time of the tragedy. Former President Moon Jae-in speaks out against the prosecution's probe of circumstances regarding North Korea's killing of a fisheries official when he was president. And losses build up as talks between unionized truckers on strike and the government are futile. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. A special investigative team under the National Police Agency is seeking warrants to detain four senior police officers as part of its probe into the inept preparation and response to the deadly Itaewon crowd crush. The team filed a warrant request with the Seoul Western District Court for Lee Im-jae, head of the Yongsan Police Station in charge of the Itaewon District, the station's senior intelligence officer Park Sung-min and his subordinate Kim Jin-ho, and Song Byung-ju, the station's emergency monitoring officer at the time of the October 29th tragedy. The warrant detailed suspicions that Park and Kim destroyed reports outlining possible safety concerns during the Halloween period, while E allegedly failed to set up proper preventative crowd control measures even after prior warnings of overcrowding. Song faces allegations of failing to promptly report the situation to E. This marks the first time that the unit has sought detention warrants for those related to the incident. The special unit is also looking into seeking warrants for prime suspects at other agencies. Former President Moon Jae-in has expressed concern over the ongoing investigation into his administration's handling of the 2020 death of a fisheries official at the hands of North Korea. Main opposition Democratic Party representative Yoon Kun-yong delivered Moon's position at a press conference at the National Assembly on Thursday. Yoon cited the former president as saying that the current probe is turning national security issues into political disputes and is trampling on the pride of public officials who have dedicated their lives to national security. The former president also argued that related decisions were finalized after having received reports directly from the defense ministry and the coast guard. He added that the facts were confirmed to the best extent possible by analyzing all available information. Unionized truckers on strike met with the government for a second round of talks over the ongoing work stoppage on Wednesday, which fell through after the two sides failed to narrow differences. As the walkout entered its eighth day on Thursday, the Korea Cement Association reported cumulative losses in sales through Wednesday, totaling 95.6 billion won, or 74 million U.S. dollars. The group forecast losses to surpass the total incurred during their previous strike in June within the day on Thursday. Shipments, however, returned to 25% of the daily average, with increased participation by non-unionized truckers following the government's return to work order. As more and more gas stations run out of fuel due to supply disruptions amid a nationwide strike by unionized truckers, the government is considering issuing a return to work order for drivers in the oil industry. The Ministry of Trade, Industry and Energy announced on Thursday that a meeting was held to start preparations for the order to be applied to four major oil refineries, as well as the Korea Petroleum Association, the Korea Oil Station Association, and the Korea National Oil Corporation. As of 8 a.m. Thursday, 33 gas stations nationwide had run out of fuel, with the largest concentration in the Seoul metropolitan area. The striking union members of Seoul's subway system have reached a deal with management on the company's restructuring plan on Thursday, 
effectively ending a general strike in the day. The labor unions of Seoul Metro and management resumed negotiations at 8 p.m. on Wednesday and reached an agreement just past midnight after four hours of talks. The agreement entailed a decision by the company to not push ahead with its restructuring plan to lay off 1,500 workers as the two sides had agreed on in a special deal in September last year. The two sides also agreed on a 1.4% wage increase and agreed to work together to produce safety measures. With the agreement, subways resumed normal operations from 5.30 a.m. Thursday. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. The country's exports shrank some 14% on year in November, the second consecutive monthly decline amid an economic slowdown. With soaring energy prices leading to a spike in imports, the nation posted a trade deficit for the eighth straight month. Beiju Yun reports. The Ministry of Trade, Industry and Energy announced on Thursday that the nation's outbound shipment reached $51.9 billion in November, down 14% from a year earlier. The growth momentum carried on through September this year before exports contracted in October compared to last year and dipped further in November. The ministry cited a global economic downturn, falling demand, and the unionized truckers' ongoing strike as contributing factors. Shipments of semiconductors, the country's staple export item, dropped nearly 30 percent, while exports of petrochemicals also fell over 26 percent. Although exports to the United States and the Middle East rose during the same period, shipments to China tumbled by 25 percent along with a 14 percent slump in exports to Southeast Asia. Imports, on the other hand, gained 2.7 percent on-year, with a sharp spike topping 27 percent in energy products such as crude oil, gas and coal. The resulting trade deficit totaled $7 billion last month, continuing an eight-month streak of losses. It is the first time since the Asian financial crisis in the late 1990s that the trade deficit stayed in the red for eight or more consecutive months. In response, the government has pledged to diversify the nation's export items and to reinforce customized strategies for each target market. Pigeon KBS World, Radio News. Starting from Thursday, the late-night surcharge period for Seoul taxis will begin two hours earlier. In the case of medium-sized taxis, late-night surcharges will apply from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., extending by two hours from midnight to 4 a.m. The rate will also rise from the current 20% to a maximum of 40%, with the top rate set for between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. at the peak of nighttime demand for cabs, raising the basic fare during those hours from 4,601 to 5,301. Meanwhile, the overall base fare for taxis will jump over 25% from next February, up from the current 3,801 to 4,801. South Korea's foreign ministry expressed condolences over the death of former Chinese leader Jiang Zemin, commending his influence on the development of relations between the two nations. A ministry official said on Wednesday that the government greatly appreciates Jiang's contribution to the development of the bilateral relationship, including his role in the establishment of diplomatic ties in 1992. The official then conveyed the government's condolences to the bereaved family, adding that the government is preparing to send a condolence message to China. China's state-run Xinhua News Agency said on Wednesday that Jiang, the core of China's third generation of leadership, died at 12.13 p.m. in Shanghai at the age of 96 after suffering from leukemia. Korea's traditional mask dance, Taochum, has been named to the intangible cultural heritage list of UNESCO. 
The 17th session of the UN body's Intergovernmental Committee for the Safeguarding of the Intangible Cultural Heritage held in Morocco on Wednesday decided upon the dance's inscription into the representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity. Talchum is a form of comprehensive performance arts combining dance, music, and acting staged through interactions with audience members. With the latest inscription, South Korea now has 22 successful entries on the prominent UNESCO cultural heritage list, following the likes of traditional song Aridang, traditional wrestling Shirim, and musical storytelling Pansori. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 7.31 points, or 0.30% on Thursday, closing the day at 2,479.84. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also gained 11.06 points, or 1.52%, to close the day at 740.60. On the foreign exchange, the local currency, the South Korean won, strengthened 19.11 against the U.S. dollar, ending the day at 1,299.71. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.